0: Thank you for listening to this programme from the Forever Manchester Radio and Podcast Network. Forever Manchester is a charity that raises money to fund and support community activity across Greater Manchester. Check out forevermanchester.com to find out more. Let me tell you a bit about the people of Manchester. We're about not
1: being kept down. We're about celebrating everything this wonderful city has given and has to give. We're about being laid back, but in your face. We're about looking after our own and not leaving anyone behind. Once Manchester, forever Manchester. And now's your chance to show it. A charity run by the people of Manchester for the people of Manchester. Help ordinary people do extraordinary things. See forevermanchester.com. Good afternoon. Good order, please. Good afternoon. Great to see so many of you here on time. Fantastic. Well done. This is just a short introduction. I'm here to welcome you all. I really appreciate you taking the time out to come to this Forever Manchester's third business supporters lunch and in the splendid settings of the Lowry on the banks of the Irwell. An amazing view, an amazing city. I'm just here today to give you a few house rules. So uh, you've heard this before. There is no alarm planned. So if it goes off, run like out of there. Okay, I hope you enjoy it. We are delighted to say that Close Brothers are here today with us and supported this event. So I'm delighted to introduce to you today Jeanette Makings, who is the head of financial education from Close Brothers. I
0: should say that for somebody of my height, I'm not going to either get onto the stage or off the stage very elegantly today so forgive me if I fall somebody come on pick me up okay (laughs) thank you very much Nick and uh, good afternoon everybody we're very pleased to be here today we're very proud to be sponsoring this event Um, close brothers if you don't know us we've been in Manchester for about 25 years so some of you will know us but as a business across the UK we're big proponents of um, corporate social responsibility the social responsibility of businesses uh, and particularly, not just nationwide causes, but doing things in the regions in which we, we live and work, and Manchester is a big one of those for us. Um, talking about uh, social responsibility of businesses, that's really what I wanted to look at today. I was lucky enough a couple of weeks ago to hear Professor Alex Ed- Edmonds, who is a Professor of Finance at the London Business School. And that's exactly what he was talking about. He was talking about the social impact and the social responsibility of businesses. He spent about five years of his life um, conducting a bit of research, albeit in America, but the the principles apply no matter what. Uh, He looked looked over about a 30-year period at the top 100 businesses in America, and he looked at the, the impact of that decision between, are they focused on just profit, or are they stepping back a bit from just focusing on profit and looking at purpose and investing in their people? And he found and proved mathematically because he knows how important it is when when you take these ideas back to your own businesses and you're trying to convince your stakeholders about the the benefits of this. Mathematically, he proved through this research that businesses that did focus on their people as much as they did on their profit outperformed businesses that didn't by 2 to 3% consistently over an almost 30-year period. So that really is the basis of what I was going to talk a little bit about today. It's it's about stepping back, it's about looking at the social responsibility of business, and it's about looking at investing in the people, because people are the biggest and the greatest asset in all businesses. So it's really looking at that, uh, how can that impact not only those individuals, but business success, and through both of those, the social knock-on impact of that. In particular, the study that Professor Edmonds did looked at investing in well-being, the well-being of the people. If we simplify well-being into its three main areas, and I know this is a simplistic process, but if we take it back to it, strip it right back down to the three areas, physical, mental, and financial. Physical, if we look at our our history, really, um, way back from the Industrial Revolution, changing legislation, changes in social care, changes in social impact we've got a pretty well established best practice now around supporting people's physical well-being in the last 10 years we've also seen that spilling over i think into uh, and then in recent years there's been a big focus in society on mental health and a recognition that that's a full spectrum all the way from people who are anxious all the way through to those with conditions that need managing uh, from a from a medical perspective so lots of companies have done a lot around physical Lots of companies have done some or increasingly more around that mental space. So this, this, this knows no bounds. It knows no social class. And it knows no wealth levels. It goes across everybody. So why is it a problem now? What's happened in the world to cause this to happen? People are living longer. Economic uncertainty, Brexit, US elections, UK elections, European elections, all of these things make people anxious. When people become anxious, they become more cautious. When they become more cautious, they stop doing things that perhaps they shouldn't stop doing. They need to do something. They need to take themselves from where they are now to a better place. It's a win-win, this well-being thing. If you invest in it, it not only helps individuals, it helps your business. And through both of those routes, it then knocks on and helps society. Thank you.
1: Right, another simple job I'm delighted to introduce to our chairman, Al Mackin, who has been supporting Forever Manchester now for approaching a decade. He is a, an amazing bloke, gives me a load of support as chairman. His own businesses for Formissimo and the E-Word, who you all know and are in this room today. Al, if you'd like to join me on stage, we'll do a duet and drink to our retirement. <laughs> good.
2: Good afternoon, everyone. So as Nick introduced me, um, I realized that I've been here for six years, not ten. It just feels like a lot longer, Nick. Um, and I was reminded of that when I logged onto LinkedIn this morning. So it's exactly six years to this day that I started being engaged with Forever Manchester. And I'm very thankful to Nick and to the team for allowing me to be part of it. Um, I've met some outstanding people. I've met people that are smarter than I am that have bigger hearts and have more passion than I do. And really, over the last six years, it's made me a better person to be involved with this organization and to meet all those different people. Um, And I hope it does the same for you. I hope however long you are engaged with Forever Manchester, you also become slightly better because of it. Uh, Today's not just about meeting new people, having a great lunch, listening to Nick's jokes. It's also a momentous occasion in Forever Manchester's history. So three years ago, we brought on board our first local engaged president, and that is Phil Jones. Um, Phil has done amazing things for us as a president, and here are some of the highlights. So He held a reset event at the start of his presidency, and that brought together 100 leading business people to talk about uh, social responsibility. Phil also established a fund in Tameside with Brother, which gives £25,000 a year to grassroots groups, and projects. And I see those groups come through, I look at who we're gifting money to, and they all are gonna make a big difference now and into the future. He's also spent countless hours with myself, and Nick, and the board, and the team. And he's been incredibly helpful for us as we try to become an even better charity. His role as president has not always been serious. So at the birthday party this year, he put himself up for auction as a business mentor could have said that first. In case <laughs> um, and if you've ever spent time with Phil, if you've had a coffee or a chat or five minutes, you know that his real focus in life is to listen to people, to understand what he can do to help them, and then to help them. So that was an awesome, whoever got that, that was you know priceless. Um, and last year he promoted and DJed at his own soul event, all in aid of Forever Manchester. And I attended that. And I've got to say, Phil, those DJing skills are up there in terms of the technicalities of DJing. Uh, But also, the way that Phil worked the crowd, he came out and talked to people whilst seamlessly DJing, was was incredibly strong. So congratulations on that. And now Phil's tenure has come to an end, which means that he will have more time to do other things in his life. So if you need someone to play music at an event, (laughs) speak to Phil. He has public liability insurance. You know, we can do small, large venues. He's he's very gifted. In all seriousness, I'd like to close by thanking Phil, from myself and the board and the organisation, uh, for all his time and his energy. And I'd like to invite him up on stage to receive a small token of our thanks.
3: Uh, Al, thank you very much. I'm very touched by those words. That's really lovely of you. Thank you. And um, if anybody does want to hire me as a DJ, it's really sort of soul, soulful house, funk. Can you get any sort of party going? So, uh, you know, just speak to me after the event today. Um, Happy to help. Um, So I've I've had a few conversations already today, and and they've been very lovely, because people have said to me, you know, how do you feel about today? Do you feel a bit sad? Um, And and I kind of... um, Said no, I feel very proud, not sad, although I feel a bit happy, sad if you know when those two things exist at the same time. Um, I feel slightly sad because uh, Forever Manchester is a phenomenal organization, Uh, primarily uh, the people within it, the ambassadors, uh, the supporters, you, uh, but also the the people that actually work in the organization. They are just an incredible bunch of people, and I'd be sort of slightly sad to not be spending time with those people, because they are truly wonderful. And then, of course, happy, um, because, of course, now uh, Forever Manchester has an amazing new president uh, to pick up the reins for the next three years and inject some new energy and some new ideas uh, to take the organisation forward. But I just want to look back three years and say, well, three years ago, um, when I heard of Forever Manchester, I think the uh, summary was it was quite noisy, um, there was a lot of noise, but actually, not always everybody knew what that noise was about or what, who the organization was. Um, and I really did feel like that, that there was this amazing product called this Community Foundation that does this amazing work, yet I think it needed to say less more powerfully. And I believe that, that sort of three years later, the organization is saying, less more powerfully and what we did initially was try and uh, bring some vernacular together whereby we could talk to business in a meaningful way about why good citizenship starts with your local community Um, and communities exist within your organization outside your organization here in this region we're all fundamentally one big community and once we start to make the relationships between those two things, or those three things, sorry, we begin to realise that actually the real power comes in when you galvanise those three things together and you put that to good for the good of your workplace as well as the good of people uh, that, that live near you. So place-based giving, in my view, um, is really three years ago was the future and still remains the future today. Because, you know, if we think about the words talent, Togetherness, culture, people, purpose, place, potential. All of these things, when mixed up and put in this big pot called Forever Manchester, are the outcomes that you're going to get, and you do get, I'm sure, when you engage. And I feel now we have, uh, after some three years, um, a better structure, better organisation, better messaging. And I think that is a fantastic platform that I feel proud about, um, that over three years, the team within the business and within the charity have worked so very, very hard uh, to, uh, to, to, to deliver. So uh, there was a point made a moment ago and um, it, it struck me and re- reminded me of something uh, from a piece of research from Manchester did some years ago, which is actually that um, 92% of employees think they would prefer to work for a business that engages place-based giving. That's a really powerful thought, right? So we're all trying to bring talent, we're all trying to retain talent and actually the ministry of the Bleeding Obvious is sitting right in front of us. There it is. When you do good stuff that benefits the people not only here but outside of our doors, we rate you and we rate you really highly and I love to work from you and I want to stay here. And we realise at Brother UK that's something that works very, very well for us. Um, you know, we've got local kids that we've been in and engaged with in school some years ago now working with us. And that just makes me feel great because that's work that we put into the community. And it's also amazing. We've invested over 44000 now from, uh, from our funds into these local community projects. Um, and giving makes you feel great. So be a great organisation, be extraordinary, and give. I think that's simply uh, the secret. So uh, as I close, I would just like to say a few words from Maya Angelou. She was a wonderful poet and philosopher. And she said in a very short poem once, that my mission in life is not merely to survive, but thrive. And also to do that with some passion, some compassion, some humour, and some style. And I hope over the last three years that's something that I've been able to do for this wonderful charity. Trevor, it's over to you. Thank you very much.
1: As ever, I know if you've seen Phil talk before, Phil's ability to articulate what we're all about is amazing. And it's it's brought an amazing depth to my job. I thank you personally, Phil, for the support you've given me over uh, the last three years. And I know Phil said you're happy to continue supporting us after your presidency's finished. So that's really brilliant. An important day for us today at Forever Manchester. Um, I do want to point out something, that uh, we are not going to stop being noisy that ain't going to stop. I think what we did was we harnessed noise, didn't we, Phil, and we channeled it and we got a DJ, is what we did. <laughs> right? Okay, without further ado, I would love to introduce you to our new president, really chuffed that uh, Trevor Mather, chief executive of Trader, has agreed to take up the challenge. Um, it's only the second time somebody's done this. Trevor, it's uh, um, a tough act you've got to follow. But I'm sure you're going to do it, ladies and gentlemen. A big round of applause, please, for Trevor Mather.
4: Thank you, and it's a huge privilege actually to be standing in front of you all and, and, and taking on this this responsibility and this role. Um, I first of all want to say I was delighted when I first talked to Nick that I didn't have to be captain, Manchester. <laughs> Um, when Trader moved to Manchester in, in 2014, you know, we really wanted to embed ourselves in Manchester. We used to have 19 offices all over the country, um, and we wanted to embed ourselves in Manchester and really feel like we made a difference in Manchester. And, and at the time, we sort of, from a, a giving perspective and getting a fundraising perspective, the organisation had got together consistently year on year to sort of support one big major charity, um, and it'll change every year, something that I'm sure you've seen in your own organizations. And people get behind it to, to raise charity and they feel good about it, and that was all good. But it felt, to me at least, it felt very hollow. Um, and what, what I mean by that is the people didn't really see where the money they raised went. They didn't really know what it was going towards. They couldn't feel like they could personally help other than raising money, and they couldn't really reach out and touch the benefits that the money was, was being raised for. And so we decided we wanted to do something quite different and go on a search for something that felt really different. And and when the team sort of came back um, you know, with this organization, Forever Manchester, you know, it really it, it, it felt very, very right, not least of which because it really sort of firmed up something that I believe, you know, very, very um, at the core of my heart, which is, you know, since in the last generation or two, where you used to rely on community, you used to rely on centers and pillars of community, which used to come from areas that aren't there as much as they were. And that could be your local neighborhood and how many of you now live in a place where you don't know your neighbours, whereas that probably wasn't the case when you were being brought up. You used to come from, you know, the the churches are, the the religious centres, and, you know, membership, as we all know, of those centres is reducing generation on generation, rather sadly. And so I felt very strongly that business has a real major role to play. It's the place where people come to spend a vast amount of their time, um, to, to actually meet other people to actually build a sense of community. And so when I found I had that heartfelt belief combined with meeting the guys from Forever Manchester who have it as their absolute purpose and their core to actually facilitate communities coming together to, to just do better things and get better and great, get great, it felt like we had a sort of perfect marriage. And then you combine that with the extraordinary passion from, from the team, the leadership from from Nick. Um, you know, and everyone you meet in Forever Manchester, I just find myself being a, a kind of a, a aspiring to be a better human being every time I meet somebody because they just feel like they're just so much more caring and better than I am. And, and I, I sort of, you combine that with this purpose and this real desire to partner, actually. And, and over the last three years at Autotrader, you know, we've been able to really work together with the team at Forever Manchester, not just to do the things of the, the fundraising, the you know, we've eaten more cakes than you can ever imagine, um, baked more than we ever expected. We, you know, we've had our hairs all shaved off and all those things, run 10Ks, marathons, all those kind of things. But actually, you know, inviting people into our community, into our offices, be they elderly people from communities over Christmas when they need some, you know, some togetherness and, and uh, some happiness. Um, but actually, we've also been able to develop an auto-trader fund, Which importantly, it's not just about the size of it, which we're proud of. It's actually more about the fact that the people in the organization are the people that decide where that money goes. And they are given the opportunity to go out and spend time with those communities to work out how to help, uh, how they can help personally, how they can volunteer perhaps, but also where their money uh, that is being spent by the organization and raised by them um, contributes. So it feels like it's just a really great thing. And I, I sort of sit there and go... It just feels real. Um, it feels like you can touch it. It feels local. Um, you know, it just has become part of the culture at Autotrader because of that uh, participation, and it really feels like we've been able to make a difference. So when Nick came along and sort of approached me to take the role, apart from feeling just hugely privileged, you know, I, I've always impressed with with everything that I've 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 come across with Forever Manchester. It made me wanted to find out more. You know what's next. You know, um, as as Phil and and Nick have said, and it's it's been the whole organisation has been repurposed, rebranded over the past number of years. It's become a lot clearer. It feels like you know the the award making, the business sponsorships out there is pretty damn good actually, and it feels like it's in a really good place. So, so, so what can we do? And 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 what part can I play? and for me, I got very sort of drawn in by you know, the, the five-year plan that the board and, and Nick have put together, you know, which is appropriately named Growth with Soul. I really like the Growth with, with Soul idea. Um, and it felt like it was a relatively innovative prag- but pragmatic approach towards you know, helping, of course, the, the charity develop, to thrive, to, to prosper, but actually to build a real legacy Um, to reinvent philanthropy for future generations of Mancunians. That felt really, really important as an opportunity. And to do that around feeling like we've got this cause that we need to get the message out there, this cause of of community. Mm -hmm. And making people understand not only the importance that community has to everyone's well-being, to everyone's betterment, but actually that they have an important role to play And most of those people, the role, they're very prepared to play the role, they just don't know how to start it. And we've got to work out how we can do that, how can we make sure we can drive that cause. Um, And importantly, how can we make businesses get more and more involved in enabling that to happen. So I, I was delighted to sort of look into it and go, not only does that feel like something that is a really hugely powerful thing to, to try and be part of. But also, you know, if I can be some sort of figurehead, you know, making sure that we're spreading the message in the right kind of way, making sure we're spreading the right messages, um, talking to the right people at the right places and encouraging them to be as involved as we've become, but hopefully many others can become, both as community builders but also as businesses, then it feels like, of course, I would... I would you know, be, be delighted to do that, and hope that I can help in some way. So, I'm I'm looking forward, you know, enormously and immensely to the next couple of years or so, trying to play that figurehead role and try and really get that cause of community into people's hearts, um, much broader than this room, but across the the whole of Greater Manchester and the businesses within it. So, I look forward to it, and I'm delighted to succeed someone who's been. Uh, such a great figurehead as Phil. Thank you.
1: Thanks, Trevor. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Phil. Okay, before I start on um, delivering some noise, I wanted to thank again Close Brothers for sponsoring this event. Because I think this something that's deeply important to us at Forever Manchester, is that we get as much money as we raise into grassroots community groups. So this lunch that we're able to put on for you today, to thank you for your support, is entirely possible because of the support of Close wow. Brothers. So if you can have a round <laughs> Last time I started a speech like this, I went like this. The bloody logo wasn't there. (laughs) This is my badge. This is my badge. Do you recognize it? Have you seen it? Do you all recognize it? This is the badge of Forever Manchester. It's a very simple badge. If you look at it, it's two hearts inside an infinity symbol it represents philanthropy, a very posh word for something very simple. Philanthropy is about a love of mankind, a love for one another, forever. In a world that is currently run by narcissists, sociopaths, possibly even psychopaths, it's also a badge for people who care. This is a badge for the people of Greater Manchester. People who work hard. They love the families. They love the beer, the football, the wine, and the music in equal measure. This is a badge of creativity and hope for a place that never gives up. Never gives up. Not to poverty, recession, bombs, or the purveyors of alternative facts. Do you know there are more than 180,000 registered charities in England and Wales alone. And they spend about 80 billion pounds a year. 80 billion pounds a year. Together they employ more than a million staff, more than our car and aerospace industries. And they make 13 billion asks of each one of us each year to donate. It's the equivalent of about 200 per household. The top 20% of those charities get 80% of all the income that's raised. And the top 20% of the top 20% get 80% of all that income too. You know the names of those charities too. You know the names because they're successful because they behave like blue chip organisations. They rub shoulders with government departments, government ministers. They've got saucy London addresses. They get introduced to super rich people with teams of well-paid fundraisers and access to celebrities, almost queuing up in some instances to demonstrate their altruistic behaviour. I started to look like Donald Trump, have you noticed? <laughs> the people and projects that we support at Forever Manchester are not even on this list. They're not registered charities. They are grassroots. They are run by ordinary people like you and me. Ordinary people... Trying to make a difference to the lives of friends and neighbours and family members. Make life better, happier. From Offerton to Oldham, from Leventune to Little Lever, from Sale to Saddleworth. We raise money to support the communities where we all love, live and work. All the major ingredients for a happy life come out of our communities. Our mental and our physical health. Our safety, our security, the environment, the economy, the food we eat, the way our children grow up and the care we give are all things that can happen in communities and do happen. Through personal relationships and by taking personal responsibility for our own behaviour at home and in our neighbourhoods by using our energy and our creativity and our generosity These are the gifts of the head, the hand and the heart. This is where we make a difference. This is where you will see the real difference that your donations make. Where small amounts mean a lot. We're all extraordinary people. We all have the power to create happy, abundant, thriving communities. And the freedom to create our own vision. And the power to make it happen. The power to make our own way as real citizens of Greater Manchester. Four years ago, faced with a never-ending dilemma that we have, is how to explain what we do in five minutes, we commissioned Tony Walsh to bring our cause to life, to give it a voice and a personality and importance to local communities. So when we heard Tony recite our poem at the vigil that was held in honour of the victims of the shocking tragedy at the arena on the 22nd of May, it was a really genuinely powerful and emotional experience for us at Forever Manchester. And tragedies like this bring out the best in people. We gather together, we support each other, we're filled with community pride and an almost tribal sense of belonging. The whole world looked to Manchester, that following week and the weeks since, to see how we dealt with it. So we told the world, didn't we? Like we always do in Manchester. <laughs> Two big fat fingers up to adversity. This is Manchester. We do things differently around here. So if like me, You felt a sense of overwhelming pride and belonging when you saw the reaction to Tony's poem in the square that night. If Manchester made you, you've got to give something back. You have got to use your success to create the future. If you were born here, if you were educated here, if you make your living here, if you've had your family here, or you just came here to party and never left... If you work here, if you live here, if you love here, if you are made in Manchester, this badge is your badge too. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the place.
5: This is the place in the northwest of England. It's ace. It's the best, and the songs that we sing from the stands, from our bands, set the whole planet shaking. Our inventions are legends. There's now we can't make, and so we make brilliant music. We make brilliant bands. We make goals that make souls leap from seats in the stands. And we make things from steel. And we make things from cotton. And we make people laugh, take the, mix some at rotten. And we make you at home. And we make you feel welcome. And we make some at happen. We can't seem to help it. And if you're looking for history, then yeah, we've a wealth. But the Manchester way is to make it yourself. And make us a record, a new number one, and make us a brew while you're up, love. Go on and make us feel proud that you're winning the league and make us sing louder and make us believe it that this is the place that has helped shape the world and that this is the place where a Manchester girl named Emmeline Pankhurst from the streets of Moss Side led a suffragette city with sisterhood pride. And this is the place with appliance of science. We're on it. Atomic. We struck with defiance. And in the face of a challenge, we always stand tall. Mancunians in union delivered it all, such as housing and libraries and health, education and unions and co-ops, the first railway station. So we're sorry. Bear with us. We invented commuters. But we hope you forgive us. We invented computers. And this is the place Henry Royce strolled with rolls and we've rocked and we've rolled with our own northern soul. And so this is the place to do business then dance where go-getters and goal-setters know they've a chance. And this is the place that has been through some hard times, oppressions, recessions, depressions and dark times. But we keep fighting back with greater Manchester spirit, northern grit, northern witting, greater Manchester's lyrics and these hard times again in these streets of our city but we won't take defeat and we don't want your pity because this is a place where we stand strong together with a smile on our face, greater Manchester forever. And we've got this as the place where a team with a dream can get funding and something to help with their scheme because this is a place that understands your grand plans. We don't do no can do, we just stress, yes we can. Forever Manchester's a charity for people round here. You can fundraise, donate, you can be a volunteer, you can live local, give local, we can honestly say, we do charity differently, that Mancunian way. And we fund local kids, and we fund local teams, we support local dreamers to work for their dreams, we support local groups and the great work they do. So can you help us help local people like you? Always remember, never forget, Forever Manchester. Thank you. I'm Ashley and I'm Forever Manchester. I'm Chris and I'm Forever
2: Manchester. My name's Dave and I'm Forever Manchester.
5: My name's Emma and I'm Forever Manchester.
4: My name's Jeff and I'm forever Manchester.
0: My name's Jill and I'm forever Manchester. Hello, my name's Gwen and I'm forever Manchester. Hello, I'm Julie and I'm forever Manchester. Hello,
5: my name's Lynn and I'm forever Manchester. My name's
0: Rachel and I'm forever Manchester. Hello,
5: my name's Rob and I'm forever Manchester.
3: Hello, my name's Simon and I'm forever Manchester. My name's Steve
1: and I'm forever Manchester. Hi, my name's Taz and I'm forever Manchester. Forever Manchester, Manchester, Manchester.